Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we are in a bonus episode for the epilogue of Dearest Ones, the letters that our hero, the Silver King, wrote to his family throughout the war. This episode, which is recorded in January of 2022, 78 years after my dad, the Silver King, received his commission in the Air Corps as a second lieutenant bombardier navigator in the Army of the United States. As Stanley prepares to enter his third year of the war in January of 1945, it seemed appropriate to pause for a few minutes to reflect on his war and what it meant to him, of course, but to others as well. In preparing for the Silver King's War podcast series, I read extensively about the warriors in the Air Corps. I was looking for lives to compare with the kings in terms of training and missions, assignments, postings, and living through the war. In my work, I had a chance to look back upon the life of Joseph Heller, the world-renowned writer who wrote, of course, the famous novel about the Second World War entitled Catch-22. Heller, like our hero, the Silver King, was a bombardier who flew in the European theater of operations. What drew me to Joseph Heller as a way to compare his life to the kings was that they were born within a week of each other in 1923. Stanley was born on April 23rd, and Joseph Heller was born on May 1st of 1923. Both Jewish, the king from Birmingham, Alabama, and Heller from Coney Island in New York City. Enlisted in the Army Air Corps within months of each other. Stanley, as you may remember, joined the Enlisted Reserve Corps in June of 1942. He had a plan. He wanted to be a pilot. The Air Corps offered that opportunity and he agreed to enter the service in January of 1943. Joseph Heller, who died in 1999 at 76, joined the Army Air Corps a few months before the Silver King, and he wrote about it in a New York Times Magazine essay in May of 1995. The journalist Adam Begley described Heller in an introduction to the essay in this way. 
You're going to organize all this, fix up my grammar, Joseph Heller asks, and without waiting for an answer, plunges into a story sure to resonate with readers of Catch-22, which Heller began writing in 1953 and finished eight years later. Having sold more than 10 million copies, it is one of the best-selling novels of all time. At 72, young-looking despite his cottony white hair, Heller radiates good humor. The wrinkles on his face are from smiling. His voice is earthy, his words rushed, his accent closer to Brooklyn, where he was raised, than Oxford, where after the war he spent a year on a Fulbright scholarship. The tale he tells is salted with wit, but though he chuckles from time to time, he doesn't expect his listener to laugh along. He is not a showman, and this is a straight reckoning, a summing up, not a performance. Heller wrote, When I enlisted in the Army Air Corps on the 19th of October in 1942, I was 19 years old. Four of us, all from Coney Island, went to enlist at the same time. We went down to Grand Central Station and spent almost a whole day filling out forms. There was a long medical examination. We were inducted right then. Somebody said something, and you nodded, and you took a step forward, and you were in the Army. Ten or fifteen days later, we had to report back to Penn Station and we took a train out to Camp Upton on Long Island. And then we went to Miami Beach, where the Air Corps had taken over almost every hotel. Then we got on the train again, and it must have been 8, 10, or 12 days to Lowry Field in Denver, a huge training center. I loved Denver. It was winter, but it was a beautiful winter, the kind of winter you never see in New York. This was my first time out of New York, except for maybe one trip to New Jersey as a kid. That was part of the excitement of it, the adventure. Also, there was a feeling that you were doing something that was socially approved and esteemed. In Denver, and then wherever I went, there was always a list of families that wanted to have servicemen for dinner. They didn't care if you were from Coney Island. They didn't care if you were Jewish. They might have cared if you were black. Well, they might have cared if you were Jewish, too. One of the things that surprised me was how courteous and generally how warm-hearted people are outside New York. There's an affection and an optimism that New Yorkers are not accustomed to, and there's also very slow service in luncheonettes. Toward the end of my training, I was told that they wanted aviation cadets. So I took a few intelligence tests and passed, and I was classified a bombardier and went to bombardier school. After that, I was commissioned a second lieutenant, given a furlough, and came home a hero in my aviation cap. I have photographs of me. I look like I'm six. Joseph Heller's words in this essay resonated for me as the Silver King's narrator and his son. The stories about training and adventure and travel, they sound like the king. As you may recall, the king took a very long train ride from Nashville after he washed out of pilot school all the way to 
Santa Ana Army Air Base in California. And from there, ultimately on to Bombardier Navigation School at Carlsbad Army Air Base in New Mexico. The Silver King graduated from bomber school in Carlsbad on January 15th of 1944. And he received his commission, an appointment as a second lieutenant, from the headquarters of the Army Air Force's Western Flying Training Command at 1104 West 8th Street, Santa Ana, California. Dated 15 January 1944, Silverfield, Stanley L., 44-1, bomb, parenthetical 12-13-43. Subject, temporary appointment, 2. Second Lieutenant Stanley Lester Silverfield, Army of the United States, parenthetical Birmingham, Alabama. CAAF, Carlsbad, New Mexico. 1. The Secretary of War has directed me to inform you that the President has appointed and commissioned you a temporary second lieutenant, Army of the United States, effective this date. Your serial number is shown after A above. 0-765-449. 2. This commission will continue in force during the pleasure of the President of the United States for the time being and for the duration of the war and six months thereafter unless sooner terminated. 3. There is enclosed herewith a form for oath of office which you are requested to execute and return. The execution and return of the required oath of office constitute an acceptance of your appointment. No other evidence of acceptance is required. 4. This letter should be retained by you as evidence of your appointment, as no commission will be issued during the war. By command of Major General Cousins, Charles S. Ricker, Captain, Air Corps, Acting Assistant Adjutant General, included in enclosure, Form 4, Oath of Office. Appointment accepted, oath administered, Army Air Force Base, Carlsbad Army Airfield, Carlsbad, New Mexico. Ordered to active duty at Army Air Force Base, Carlsbad Army Airfield, Carlsbad, New Mexico, on 15 January 1944. Now the Silver King, on 1 January 1945 is flying as a lead bombardier out of A-72 in northern France. And you are listening to The Silver King's War. 